This weekly series was designed to allow traders to gain consistency, confidence, and clarity by following these trading strategies as they unfold each week in the varying market conditions according to their respective guidelines. For more than a decade, John Locke has been there, consistently demonstrating profitable, high-probability trading strategies that take advantage of the volatility of the Russell 2000 and the Standard & Poor's 500 indexes. Isn't it great when you find someone who you know will always be there for you, to keep you on track through the good times as well as the bad, someone who you can trust? Welcome to the Options Trading for Income weekly webinar. Now, let's trade. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to our special open house for Options Trading for Income for August 31st. 2020, episode 791. Let's uh, let's quickly go over the disclaimer first. And you know, this presentation is given for educational purposes only. We're not broker dealers or financial advisors. We're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial and please make sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also note that in the presentation, we are using hypothetical computer simulated trades. They are believed to be as accurately represented as possible, but keep in mind that live results can vary from simulated results for many, many different reasons. First of all, I'd like to welcome uh, all our new members this month. I'd also like to uh, welcome our special guests that have chosen to see the open house. And this is gonna be a great presentation. There's gonna be a lot of great information here. So I'm gonna make it so that you're glad that you uh, showed up today. So uh, let me first just start by addressing our new Go and Pro members. I wanna encourage you to please be sure that you watch your welcome videos and all your review materials that are with membership. There is a lot of stuff in there. This helps guide you through the stuff and consume your information and learn in a more organized manner, in a more structured manner, so we can get you profitable more quickly. All right, so please be sure to watch those welcome and review materials. Make sure you review the stage videos and you choose which stage you'd like to focus on. And then at that point, if you're going to be in stages one through four, in fact, even if you're in stages five, no matter what stage you're in, it's usually beneficial to read all the stage guides. It uh, really brings in a lot of insights or fills in any information you might be missing. Also, if you have any questions or coaching, remember that we're here to help. We're here to, to, to help you become successful in this trading game. And you can re ask questions, re request coaching, and we respond as quickly as we can to those requests. Also, uh, you know, another added emphasis on taking advantage of coaching opportunities. We have, you can ask questions in options trading for income. You can, you have the go ask a trader webinar where we can get more deeply involved in those questions. And of course we have the pro sessions for our pro traders, as well as the trading performance sessions with our pro traders and trading performance members. So those are there for a reason. Uh, in those, if you request it, you can get free one-on-one -on -one public coaching if you'd like to, if you, if you don't mind sharing uh, with other traders what's going on, because that helps everybody. You can get discounted private one-on-one -on -one coaching. And of course, this self-coaching available here because you have over a thousand archived videos you have access to. Okay, so let's move on here. So just a, a quick mention on which what you focus on at each stage. So stage one is focused on building the essential knowledge foundation and mechanical skills needed for trading in the first place. Stage two, we focus on building self-discipline, integrity, and live execution skills. Stage three is all about strengthening self-discipline and building those foundational skills that are going to allow you to build your more advanced mechanical skills and beginning to make important observations that will eventually get you to the pro level. And stage four 
is building the core advanced mechanical skills and the core advanced technical skills needed to advance to the pro level itself and also about gaining full understanding of how positions react to market movement and fly volatility in the passage time stuff like that so all very important skills uh, as far as what we'll be covering uh, we have 12 strategies in this webinar that we cover they are color-coded by the different stages of the strategies that we recommend based on the stage that you're in and the X's mark the strategies we cover. So it's, it would be impractical to cover 12 strategies where some of them overlap, potentially having up to 24 trades that we cover in half an hour. That would be a bit challenging. So we actually break down that four trades we definitely cover. And then if we have requests to cover other strategies, then we will cover those in a particular meeting. Uh, this meeting here, we may end up covering all the strategies because we have a lot of people on, or at least most of them. Uh, and where they stand for the week. And of course, if we have a question on that, we can do that. Just a question here. Will this recording be available on the site? I'm working right now, listening, but would like to take some time later. Yeah, so this is gonna be recorded and available. I think it might be for a limited time though to non-members, but for members, it's gonna be available for as long as we have membership. Moving forward here, the strategies that we're focusing on for August are going to be the bear trade, the V32, the M3, and the unbalanced butterfly one. And then October, we are entering our bull trade, our 3.4U bearish butterfly and a Super Bowl. I'm sorry, September, we're, we're covering a bearish butterfly, a Super Bowl, a V17 and a version 22 is what we'll be going over. Just as for what's coming up in the very near future, our next trading with the pros meeting meetings are for September are going to be September 2nd and September 16th, 1 p.m. Eastern time. If you have any questions, comments, request, coaching requests, please put them in so that we can plan those for the meeting. Next trading performance meeting is scheduled for Wednesday at 1 p.m. And our Go Ask a Trader is scheduled for Wednesday, September 9th at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Again, if you have any questions or comments or anything or coaching requests, please put them in for that meeting. Market outlooks are at 9 p.m. on Sunday. And let's talk about the special promotion we have going on right now. So right now we are promoting the V32 trading strategy, high trade returns in a bullish environment. This is literally our top performing strategy in 2020. Now our top performing strategy over very long periods of time is the rock strategy as far as the guidelines go. And uh, this, this year though, the V32 has just been really, really doing well. And we're highlighting it this month. Our special promotion ends September 2nd. Anybody who wants to get involved with that, you can go to our website and you go to lockingyoursuccess.com and you can go to uh, trading courses, uh, options trading strategies, I mean, V32 strategy. And the information is here and you can buy according to your membership level and prices. And if you are a member, you can go and do this in your member dashboards and just go to your member discounts, okay? Also, speaking of that, our membership enrollment closes tomorrow for September. So if you'd like to get in on the September enrollment, the time to do it would be now. If you'd like to get a discount on the V32 and you're not yet a member, then make sure you consider joining our memberships to get your, your, your special discount and that will allow you to get this at a much better price level plus you'll get the advantages of the memberships themselves. As far as what we're covering today, uh, we have our carryover positions from our June-July entries. Uh, August V22 is basically closed at break-even. 
our August bearish butterfly was closed profitable. Our September B14 will be going over today. That's open, so that's why it's this color. Our September bull was closed profitable. Our August rock was closed profitable. Our September 3.4U is still open. Uh, we entered these positions for uh, our August entry. They're all still open. And then, of course, next month we'll start opening our, our next week, I believe, we start opening our V22 and V17 for our uh, September entry positions. So let's move on and take a look at the strategies. So I'm going to start why don't I just start from the beginning? We have a lot of new people on, we have the open house going on. So I'm just gonna review uh, all our strategies and what we do every week is we talk about what happened in the strategy in the last week. And a lot of times we'll also talk about what we're gonna do in the future if certain price movements were to happen. So I'm gonna just quickly take a look at uh, all 12 strategies. And then we have a couple of questions that are already here that uh, I'm going to be, they were put into our forum then we're going to be addressing those. And then if we have time for additional questions, we'll put them in here. Keeping in mind that I do have a webinar, I have a trade desk trade I'm doing on SMB at 10.30. So I need to make sure I'm off in time for that. So this is our October bull trade. And this was put on, we'll take a look at the T-log on the 12th. This is what the position currently looks like. Now there are no adjustments to this strategy, so there hasn't been any changes until Friday. And this is what we look like as of Friday. It's up $880. This strategy does not, for people who are new, the bull strategy has, this is a 10 lot. So being a 10 lot, it's gonna kind of have a $27,500 planned capital. And it's going to have, it doesn't have a profit target. We essentially stay in this until November 65 days to expiration. And we take what I get. Uh, we get unless we stop out, in which case that wouldn't happen until the Russell gets down to about 14.25. So nice, easy, simple strategy there. If we go to our bearish butterfly, we have our September bearish butterfly, which uh, I don't believe I got any adjustments this week. I'm just gonna look at the T-log and I'll go back if we did get anything. So last adjustment was on 8.10. So we didn't have any adjustments last week. This position here is a $50,000 planned capital position. We currently have about, well, about 28,000 looks like in the position. And if you remember, we went over a, we had a very large, some very large up moves this month. So it's done very well considering the up moves. We're currently, um, uh, or as of Friday afternoon, we were 21 days to expiration and we're up uh, 73.49, which is gonna be what? About almost 15% on our planned capital number. Let's just quickly take a look at this on Monday. Okay, this is what we look like on Monday. Um, this strategy actually has a profit target or a high profit target of 30%, which would be $15,000. We didn't hit the, that this month. We had a lot of market movement. And if we push into Friday here, because really nothing happened during the week, uh, we end up being up about $7,300, $7,400 by the end of the day. So what we would do here is we would close this position out at our 
uh, at, uh, we would close this position out. Why would we close the position out? Because in the bearish butterfly, we actually have a high profit target of 15,000. Then we have a reduced profit target of $5,000. That comes into play 21 days to expiration. We're there. So we just close this position out and then we would move forward. Now, um, this gives me the opportunity though to go over a question. So one of the questions we have is here in our forum is uh, how do I recommend exiting complex positions? For instance, I, if I have multiple butterflies such as with a bearish butterfly strategy, right? How convenient that uh, the question came up today. Uh, would you recommend we exit each of them separately or close the position all at once? So when you have a position that is uh, complex like this or has multiple things on, um, there are different ways that you can exit it. And I'm just gonna clear all model trades. And uh, what I do generally is I'm looking to, on exit, I'm looking to keep my delta flat, flat as I can. First of all, well, I guess, I guess I'll stack, take a step back. The first thing I wanna do is I wanna get my posi position as flat delta as I can. And I want, or, or, or pushing it towards flat delta or zero delta, and I also wanna start taking gamma out of the position. So in this case here, you know, this is the situation you have. Now realizing that each case might be different, but if this is the situation I have, let me just widen this out a little bit. If this is the situation I have, I'm well within delta range of my strategy. So I don't really have to make a delta correction. Had we been a little bit higher and I had to make a delta correction, I'd probably pull off the lower butterfly because that's gonna make me less, um, negative delta. If I'm in the center, a lot of the times I'm going to go for pulling the center butterfly first. So I can pull the center butterfly. Um, let me just look at, so sometimes this takes a little bit of experimentation, but let me just look at pulling the lower butterfly off here. So that makes, that gives me the benefit of getting my gamma down. In other words, if I looked at my graph and I looked in both directions, I'm taking off a lot of upside risk here. Downside risk is about the same. Uh, I am at 15 delta, my gamma came down. So this would be a good move for this particular um, case. All right, had we been further back in the butterfly, I might take out the center butterfly because that may have made less of a delta correction. So let me commit this. And now we're in this here. Now, sometimes, especially if I'm close to expiration, if I took one butterfly off or the other, a lot of times that creates a situation where uh, I'm gonna have put on a lot of delta risk. So one of the, my favorite ways to exit bearish butterflies that are two thirds scaled in, is going, which is what this is now, is going to be to take out my long strikes on both sides here. And that's gonna take off a lot of my risk. And then I can take out probably, let's take a look at doing the closer ones here. So this essentially, instead of selling a butterfly at all, I go right into selling off uh, an iron condor. All right, so I make that. And you notice that if I make this trade and you go to the green, um, this is my new position. 
Now, sometimes as we're doing this, we decide, hey, boy, this position's so wide right now and I still have a lot of profit left, I may even want to stay in it and maybe play with this a little, this a little bit more because now I'm not playing my total risk. I'm not looking at going from a $7,000 profit to a maximum loss in the trade at this point. Now I'm just risking a little bit of profit and I can play this out with a smaller position, maybe bring in some more cash and so forth. So you can also play that way. But you can see how nice and flat we are. So now we even flatter delta. Now we even have even less gamma risk. And then finally, I would pull off the last on the way out. So hopefully that's a good example for you of a much smoother way to exit the strategy without taking on delta risk. But that's your objective and you do whatever you need to do to achieve that objective. In other words, if you have three butterflies on, you don't have to exit as three butterflies. You can exit as condors. You can, you know, you can, there's just a lot of different things that you can do. Um, you can also, maybe do vertical spreads or some other uh, things, as long as whatever you're doing is keeping you very flat delta, is reducing your risk on the way out, and you can do it in a very systematic way. The one thing I would suggest is planning your exit before you actually exit it. In other words, do all the trades here in Backtrader. Uh, let me commit this. Do all the trades here in Backtrader, and then uh, from there, you go to uh, the next level. So anyway, this is our October bearish butterfly that we have. Our October bearish butterfly is uh, was entered when this was 56 days to expiration, so so a week ago. Um, we entered at 1530s. This strategy again is a $50,000 plant capital position, $15,000 maximum loss, uh, $15,000 profit target until we hit our reduced profit target in um, 21 days to expiration. Uh, we have uh, it scales in when the market goes up. So we started at 1530. We scale in at 1570. We're over 1570 uh, as of Friday. So then we wanna scale in by doing another iron butterfly here. And this is going to be our new position, okay? Going forward, we have another scale in point at uh, 1570. So we'll watch that level and we'll go from there. But this is, uh, this is where that stands as of last Friday. If we go to our bear trade, we have the same situation. This is a one lot. So this is going to be a $5,000 plan capital trade. Bear trade is different than a bearish butterfly. It looks very similar, but we have different type of rollback rules. We have different types of uh, our upside adjustment on the strategy has limits. It only goes so far. It's a little bit more bearish um, and it doesn't um, go past 21 days to expiration. 21 days to expiration, we're always out, which is one of the reasons we're actually out of this trade. Um, in other words, this trade doesn't overlap. So this was also entered 56 days to expiration. The reason we don't have our September one on 21 days to expiration is because our October started before 21 days to expiration. So we had the choice to exit it. So we exited the September and we um, last uh, the, the Friday before, and then we entered our October. This is where our October stands. We have the same initial add in point, which is gonna be 1570 here. So we're gonna add in to this position here. And that is our bear trade as of last Friday. 
we look at our M3 position, <clears throat> our September position actually came off on Monday, I think. So let me go back to a week ago, Friday, and we'll show where we stood. So this was our September M3 position a week ago, Friday. Uh, again, for people who may uh, who are new here, who may not have, who may not know this, the M3 strategy has ONE guidelines now. They're different than Option View guidelines. We've also made some updates to the Option View guidelines as well. Those are in within the M3 program, and uh, old rules we would have rolled back here. New rules we don't have sufficient downside risk in order to uh, trigger a rollback, so we would do nothing at this point. This again is a $50,000 plan capital position, $5,000 maximum loss, $5,000 profit target. We are at um, 44.25 for profit on Friday. And we go into Monday, I'm gonna hit ignore trades so that we stay on this trade. We come into Monday, we are 58.05 as far as profit and loss goes. That is another profit target month. Uh, I believe that this is Oh gosh, it's it, well, probably, it's at least four, it might be five profit target months in a row. So this M3 strategy has been doing absolutely fantastic this year. Um, this is uh, going to trigger closing the trade at about a, what, about a 12 or 13% gain here. As far as our position for um, October, this is what the M3 position for October looks like right now. This was entered again, 56 days to expiration. So the Friday previous to this, and I don't believe we may have triggered an up adjustment. Hold on, on Friday. Nope, so no adjustment triggers. This is where this sits as of last Friday. So that is our M3 position, uh, M3.4U. These have had no adjustments since, uh, let's see, last adjustment on this one is going to be the 17th of August, so not in a couple of weeks. This is our September position. This is what it looks like. This day actually does trigger an adjustment. Let me see if it's worth doing. Um, so this position here, by the way, is a $5,000 plan capital position. So it's a small position. So during, in, in this update webinar, we have some positions we trade small. We have some positions that we trade with larger plan capital numbers. This is a $5,000 plan capital. The M3.4U is going to, at a $5,000 capital level, it's gonna have a $500 maximum loss and it does not have a profit target. So we're just going to trade it the way it is. Um, in this position, if we go negative delta, which we did here on Friday, then we are going to make an up adjustment to the position. Um, that's going to look like this. We also want to consider our total capital in the trade. Generally, if it's over 4,200, we're also going to roll the lower. So it has a 5,000 plant capital, but rarely will we get over 4,000. Uh, if I do that, I'm pretty much flat delta here. Um, you can question whether or not you actually want to make this adjustment or not. This is um, one of the subjectives, but the gain, $44. Downside is essentially the same. We can do it, okay? By the guidelines, we would do it. So let me just commit that trade. And this is our new M3.4U position. And again, we're going to see where this goes, but it'd be likely that this trading strategy is going to get expired 
for the month. Um, in the software, I will trade out on it on the last trading day, <clears throat> but um, there's going to be likely it's going to be expired for the month. If we go to our October position, this is uh, as of Friday is minus 1.39 delta, but because our, of our proximity to our long strike, there is no adjustment trigger here. So um, this trade here was simply entered on the 21st, which was 56 days to expiration. Again, this has a $500 maximum loss, uh, no profit target, and this is where it sits. So this is doing well also. This trade, by the way, this year is also returning some impressive returns. If we go to uh, our rock trade, do we even have anything on for our rock trade? So let me look here. Seventeenth, we closed the last one at a sixty-six hundred dollar profit, so about about ten percent plant capital, uh, or about twelve percent, I guess. And the September does not get entered, or got entered last Wednesday or two weeks ago. Wednesday, what happened here? Well, let's go back to entry day for this, and this will be good. So we will show this. So this is how we would enter a, uh, a rock trade for September. So I may have this in option view instead, but let me uh, look at this here. So um, we're gonna do an entry test. So if I'm gonna come in here, I'm gonna go to 1570. So we go 17 to 25, 27 points under the money. So that's gonna put us at 1550. So we're gonna do minus 10 here. This is going to be $50,000 plant capital position again. Two, three, four, five. And 1550 is here. With this here, when we're in M3 position, which we will be in this implied volatility environment, we are using uh, standard M3 guidelines. So here, we're only at minus 48 delta. That's going to trigger. Uh, more of a M3 style entry. So we're just simply going to flatten this delta out here. This is going to be the entry position for the rock trade for September. So let me just commit that. This will be September 20 rock. And as we go along, we'll see what we hit for adjustment points, if any. So minus 15 delta will be um, running an up adjustment here if we hit that. All right, so um, this is gonna require an up adjustment. Again, this is the new M3 guidelines according to, uh, for the ONE software, which are different from option view. So if we do correct this, we would correct it to about a 66 delta uh, call here. That's gonna put us again, flat, flatten our delta out, commit trade. And then if we go, oh, and that's, that's it as of Friday. So this is our M3 position. I'm sorry, our rock position for September as of September 21. So that's doing fine. Let's see what else we have here, V32. 
let's take a look at what our V32 strategy is doing as of Friday. So this, let's go back to, This position here is a, another 50, uh, I'm sorry, it's a $35,000 point capital position. Um, no profit target, $5,000 maximum loss. Here is uh, what we had. We actually had a rollback in this. So we entered this on uh, 819. We had a big down move in the market right away. We had to roll this back on the 21st. There's been no adjustments since then. As of Friday, we're negative delta. So we are gonna to wanna to make the adjustment here to bring this back. And now we're positive 16 delta. Our downside risk is good. And that is where we sit with the V32 strategy for September, we're up about $1,300. We'll see how this month goes. If it goes the way it's been going recently, again, this is, going, this is actually our top performing strategy, like I said, in 2020. So we're doing really, really well. Let me commit this trade and we'll let that go. And I think that's all we have for SP uh, for um, Russell positions. Let's go over to SPX. We will take a look at Super Bowl. First, so here is what our Super Bowl looks like for uh, October. Again, this is not a strategy that has adjustments. Um, also, this strategy has been doing very well this year. I think I had one loss for the whole year. And is, other than that, we're up very substantially for the year. And uh, that's where we sit. So as long as we stay above, I don't know, 33, 80, 33, 90, this is probably going to be profitable. Uh, this exits when November is 65 days to expiration, assuming it's profitable. So it has 14 days from last Friday or two weeks. Very likely this is going to be another profitable month for the, our Super Bowl. As far as X4 version 14, this is another strategy that's been doing extremely well this year. Uh, this is what our September position looks like. I don't believe that we've had any adjustments recently on this. No, basically this was a trade entry on 7.6. This is, uh, has had no adjustments. We're up to 22.81. So that's really all there is to say about it. It's a, it's a $35,000 planned capital trade. We're up oh, about 8% or so. Chances of this losing this month are virtually uh, nothing for September because we're gonna be out, like I said, and this is, we're gonna be out when this is, we're gonna be out of this when November is 77 days to expiration, which is gonna be this Friday. We're gonna be out of this and into the new uh, 14. We also have an October trade on, which also has had no adjustments. And this is currently up for $1,714. So that's what we have going on for the version 14. We have the version 17, which again is not going to have any adjustments. Our September 17 is currently up $3,600. Again, a $35,000 plan capital trade. That is, I don't, uh, that is up a little bit over 10% now. It doesn't have a uh, profit target. If we look at 
Uh, this we've done, we had a, we, we entered it on July 6th. We had a rollback on July 9th after a down move. And then after that, we haven't done anything with it. Um, so this should be smooth sailing the rest of the month or the, or the rest of the trade. And then we have our October, which is looking like this, which again, we put this on, on the 31st of July and it's up about almost 10%, about $3,000. Uh, that should do well also. And then last but not least is our version 22, which this one is struggling a little bit, but let's go back here to the, the 21st. I wanna go to V22. Um, we have an October V22 on. I don't think we have another one on right now. We do not. This is what our October one looks like. It was, as of Monday, it was down 593. I think this may have needed an up adjustment here on Friday. So we're still good here. I think Friday was our up adjustment requirement. This is another one of the strategies we're trading a little bit differently than we have been according to the original guidelines. Uh, but those are the things we cover here. So here we are due for a roll up. So we're 10 points past our long strike. It's time to roll this. So it's gonna close this out and bring this to, it's gonna be to 3490 which is here. So uh, it's gonna be minus 20. And I'm running 90 points right now. So let's take a look at 90 and we'll see how that goes. One, two, uh, 90 points brings us to uh, 3580. And that's gonna be... so our shorts are at 3490, 3490 minus 10. Long's gonna be at 3400, so put 20 there. And then we're gonna be 43 delta, we need to correct four. So we'll throw that here. And as of right now, um, not bad, right? We're up $75, but we've been in the trade for a little while and we really haven't been making any, um, any progress as far as profit and loss goes. So, uh, and we've had to move around a little bit. So we've been in this since the 31st and we're at about break even. All right, let me just switch over to another question here or the other question that we have, which is, uh, great question. So when you look at the current market environment, what major characteristics of it, okay, do you pay attention to? I mean, concepts like trend, direction, volatility, and other meaningful aspects to be aware of. So this is actually a fairly large subject, and I am going to give you some guidance on this. But before I do, I just want to talk about, you know, this, the membership that you're looking at right now uh, that we have an open house to is the guidelines options membership. So uh, at this level, we're generally going to suggest that traders focus on trading particular strategies. They focus on following guidelines and uh, observing how the market conditions affect the strategies that they're trading. 
And while we do suggest they're aware of the market conditions, so they understand the market condition under which the strategy is doing well or poorly, we don't um, generally suggest, or we would, um, what's a good word for that? We, we would discourage you from allowing those conditions to affect your trading decisions when you're at that level. By doing this, right, being aware of all this stuff, we wanna focus on awareness. So being, by being aware of all this stuff, that's gonna build critical skills and allow you to build integrity with yourself. It's gonna allow you to uh, learn to follow great processes, right? And get into good trading habits and to gain a thorough understanding of each type of strategy and when it tends to do well and when it tends to do poorly. Now this is literally, right? What we just said is literally the basic foundation that everybody needs to build in order to become fantastic traders. Some of these traders will build this foundation intentionally. Some of them will just kind of build it by luck or they'll or the, or the happen to be doing the right things. But we wanna build this intentionally as much as we can because we wanna speed up our progress as much as profitable. But that's the basic building block or the basic foundation you need to have in order to become a fantastic trader. Uh, and the lack of this foundation is extremely common behind the reason why many traders struggle for years trying to be profitable. They might know all this fancy stuff and they might knew, knew, know the newest trades and everything there is to know about implied volatility, but they just keep learning more and more and more stuff and they, they're not able to get profitable trading or at least not profitable or consistent to the point where they like to be because they simply lack the foundation in order to do so. They're just throwing stuff into a, like a, like throwing, trying to build on top of swampland, right? So we wanna have that foundation in first. Now, once we've built that foundation, that's when we start to, we wanna focus on things like market types because once you have that foundation and you have the understanding of where the strategies is and you understand when they do well and when they do poorly, then we can add the market types to really start to in, and vary our approach depending on the market type we're in to really increase our consistency and, and incre increase our profits on trading. This is where the magic comes in. It's not in finding the perfect trade and hoping it works all the time. It's, it's, in, it's in understanding the trades, what makes them perform really well what makes them perform poorly, and then adapting your trading style depending on what the market's doing. That's really, really where you wanna go. So as far as major characteristics of the market, you gotta realize there's six major market types, right? We have, our, we have up, down, and sideways, which we all know the market goes up sometimes, goes down sometimes, goes sideways sometimes. But within those movements, we also have either volatile or non-volatile. So we can be going up at a very consistent pace, that is not that it's just kind of grinding up every day or we can be going up like we were earlier on in the year where we have these very very wide ranges of price movement going up so those are going to be different conditions and require different types of strategies or modifying your strategies in different ways so if you if you do that you have you have up volatile up non-volatile down volatile down down non-volatile which is rare but you do have it um, and then you have sideways volatile or non-volatile. And each of, those, each of those are gonna require different types of trading strategies. Now you may have trading strategies that will perform well across two of the environments, so very rarely you're gonna have them that 
are going to perform across three or, or, or all 12 of those, so, so to speak. But that's not all as far as we're concerned, right? Because not only do we have that, so when we train our directional traders that are trading stock and so forth, we're going to talk about just we're going to focus on those six, six market types. But when we start talking about our type of trading, we start talking about income trading, we have a whole other layer. And that whole other layer is your implied volatility situation. So not only do we have all these market types that we just talked about, we also have what I call three major types of implied volatility environments. And when you, when you add that you can have those three types of market implied volatility types in an up market that is volatile or non-volatile, and then you add the implied volatility, you, you actually come out to about 18 different, well, you, you come out to 18 major different types of markets in, in here, right? Because you can have an uptrending, non-volatile market with an implied volatility situation where our implied volatility is increasing, like we, see, like we saw at the end of 2017 into 2018, or you can have an uptrending, non-volatile uh, market, just like before, but then you can have a, a, an implied volatility situation where the implied volatility is dropping uh, as it should through that environment. Those are gonna require two very different trading strategies, right? And then on top of that too, you also have not only, and when I, when I talk about implied volatility, a lot of people will say RVX, and I can tell you the RVX number in isolation means almost nothing to our trades. It means very, very little. What's much more important is our implied volatility horizontal skew. And if you're doing any kind of calendars or diagonals or anything that's in multiple expiration cycles, you also have your, um, I mean, you also have your horizontal skew. And if you're in the same month, you're dealing with vertical skew, but both of those skew types will determine or, or, or define, I should say, a market type where a particular strategy may or may not do well, depending on what's going on. So those are the types of things that, um, those are the different types that you can outline. Now, to look at these, I mean, you, you wanna look at your trend, right? So we look at a chart, we say, is the market uptrending or downtrending? Um, how strongly is it uptrending or downtrending? Is it a light uptrend, is it a strong uptrend? What's my average? true range on the uh, price movement. In other words, is the price moving uh, on average 40 points a day? Is it moving on average five points a day? Is it moving 100 points a day? It could be anywhere in those range, right? So average true range. We also have our cycle size. And by that, I mean, you know, um, markets move up and down in cycles. We all know that. So is it moving up and down in relatively small cycles? In other words, is it moving up 50 points and down 20? or is it moving up 180 points and down 90? Those are gonna be different types of trading strategies that will be optimal in each of those types of environments. So those are really the types of things you wanna look at. And then also, of course, you wanna to understand too whether the, traders, whether the market's trading technically in other words, is it following technical levels? Are we hitting price pattern targets? Are we putting in price patterns at all? Are we being cyclical at all? Or is the market non-technical? And if the market's non-technical, that means it's news driven. And then you have to add in the next layer or the fourth layer, which is how is all this stuff interacting with the news? Now, um, 
there's a lot of factors there and there's a lot of nuances in putting those together. But you, often, you have to start somewhere, right? So just start with the major market types. Start with the, four, with the six major market types and then understand how your strategies react to that. Then bring in your implied volatility types and understand how each strategy reacts to that, where the strengths and weaknesses lie. And then after that, the very last thing, when you're very proficient at this other stuff, is to start to bring in the news nuance. Um, now, we do have training in this, by the way, right? So we do talk about this market outlooks Monday mornings, um, sorry, Sunday nights. On Sunday nights, market outlooks, we, we go over our outlook on the marketplace. We talk about price pattern targets. We talk a lot of times, we'll talk about news. We'll talk about the implied volatility situation. We'll try to piece it all together to determine the type of market environment we're in. And that will help you, if you understand your trading strategies, understand which strategy to deploy in that. So that's a very good resource is going to be in the market outlook. Of course, we talk about this in the pro membership as well. When we get subjective and we discuss actual trades that, uh, and, and how, we're, how we're interpreting the marketplace and how we're um, adapting our trading style to deal with that market. Uh, so that's very useful in learning because that's that's real life hands-on application. And then, of course, um, we have the Ultimate Income Trader Program, right, which is two full days of essentially discussing market environments, market types, and how to adapt to them. And, you know, uh, you know it brings you into a real deep dive of implied volatility. We talk about technical analysis and how everything, um, how everything comes together to help you understand when to apply what strategies. Um, right, so, so here's an example, right? I have a question, right, from, from Kevin. He says, IV is dropping. Um, what strategies benefit better from this? Now, when we start talking about this, we just start talking about all the different nuances that you could have. IV dropping, and I'm assuming Right, when somebody says IV is dropping, I'm assuming they're talking about the VIX going lower or the RVX going lower. And if you remember what I said earlier, that's probably one of the least um, important things or one of the things that least affect these strategies would be a universal drop or, or, a, or, or just the drop itself in implied volatility. It has very, very little information for us to make any kind of a judgment on. I mean, the reality is for the most part, the vast majority of the income strategies are going to work when, um, when implied volatility is dropping. Okay, so saying, saying, saying the right implied volatility is dropping essentially means the, the RVX um, implied volatility is dropping. And like I said, that is not really that useful of a metric uh, in general. That's a very common thing that we say, even I say it, because um, we do. But realistically, when uh, it's such a generalized question, it's hard to answer. But um, any strategy where you're under the tent um, and the price isn't moving, right? So we have to see the different dynamics come in. We have implied volatility that's dropping. Is the implied volatility dropping and the asset price moving in a certain direction, that's gonna make a difference. If the implied volatility is dropping and the market, the asset price is not moving, then you are best off 
essentially in anything that is very high gamma and um, very high theta because that combination automatically creates a trade that's also very negative vega if you're in the center of it in a situation where it's going to gain money from day to day. If you're in the same situation, implied volatility is dropping, but you have an a, a, a huge ATR or you're expecting a large price movement in one direction, a lot of times being in that type of position is probably the worst thing you can do. So looking at one metric like that and trying to throw, some, throw a strategy at it is, is, a, is, um, is not gonna be beneficial to you because there's so many other factors that need to be plugged into that before you can even give an intelligent answer to that. Right, so um, you know, this goes back to learning to ask good questions, not only of other people, but of yourself, right? So you know, don't get me wrong, this is a fantastic question. I love the question. Thank you for putting it in. And you know, every question is an awesome question. But realize that, and I do this too, right? I do this all the time. I, I, I ask questions of myself, but realize that when you ask a question, there is not there's literally not an answer to that that's going to be beneficial to you until you bring in the other parameters. Because there's no strategy that's going to be great if implied volatility is dropping universally. Right? IV may be dropping, but I'm getting a down move of 100 points. Can you, get an, uh, can you get a down move of 100 points in the Russell and have an implied volatility drop? Y yes, you can. We got a down move of 60 points almost in the, in the Russell during Brexit. And I think 100 points in the SPX, I don't know, it was, it was a large move down. We had an implied volatility drop. So, or it didn't, um, or I shouldn't say necessarily drop, but it didn't, it didn't rise as much as or nearly as much as would have been expected from that type of move, which is equivalent to an applied volatility drop. Um, but in that case, a lot of the trades that you would be, um, the way that trade reacted would be very different than what most people would expect from that type of a move. And these are the things that, you know, we need to bring in. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, um, Implied volatility dropping in general, right? So let's make, a, let's make a very general comment. Implied volatility dropping in general, uh, any, nearly any of our strategies is going to um, benefit from that. That said, a V22 will usually be a hurt from that. So people who, who trade a V22, which is one of the reasons why the V22 did not make um, profits over the last couple of weeks is the implied volatility drop in the Russell. Um, the, uh, if you, if you were in a condor, like I said, in the center of the position is excellent for that. Anything high, high theta, high, um, high Vega, assuming the price isn't moving too much. If the price is moving a lot, then you're better off. Uh, if it's moving up, obviously you're better off in like more, anything that's, that starts to resemble more like a bullish vertical. If it's moving down and the implied volatility is dropping, you are better off in uh, like broken wing butterflies type of thing. Uh, and of course, Delta helps too, but I'm trying to take Delta out of that. But broken wing butterflies, uh, M3s with implied volatility. And here's, here's another thing, right? So if you take an M3, a classic M3, for example, 
and you have an implied volatility drop and the market's grinding up, that's very bad for the strategy. That's not good for that strategy. If you take an M3 and implied volatility is dropping and the market's generally drifting down, it's fantastic in that, in that context. So that's just an example of adding another context to it. And then of course you have the, the, the uh, implied volatility skew curve, uh, the vertical skew curve context also that you wanna put in there. And again, you know, sometimes calendars, for example, can be excellent trades for dropping implied volatility. But it depends on what the back month implied volatility is doing compared to the front month volatility. So, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just bringing in, there's a lot of different contexts that we can look into this with. And, you know, again, it's not something I'm going to explain in 10 minutes, but Ultimate Income Trader is the program that will really bring all that together and help explain um, that type of thing. Okay, so thank you for, for that. And it doesn't look like we have any other questions. Hopefully that answered that okay for you, Kevin. Um, so I appreciate that. And uh, don't we have anything else. So I'm gonna close this up. Thank you for joining us for the open house. Remember, we have a V32 sale on sale until kind of second at midnight. And we have membership open until end of tomorrow, tomorrow at midnight. So anybody considering that, I encourage you to do that. It's a fantastic way to improve your trading. All right. So thanks, everybody. And we'll see you on the next meeting. Trade well, everyone.